yo, how are you? How are you getting on? Hope everyone's having a lovely, gentle day and all is good in your world. <laughs> Sorry if I'm coming across a bit hoarse today. My voice is a bit tender. My body is a bit tender. Um, I done my first uh, Hardman triathlon yesterday and... Uh, yeah, it was incredible. It was it was incredible. And uh I woke up this morning just gleaming with gratitude and uh I wanted to come down and record it on the podcast and on coming to you live from a little town in Mayo called Kilchima. I'm sitting in a lovely little park and uh Kilchima is famous because one of Ireland's biggest superstars is from this beautiful little town, the 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 world renowned Louis Walsh, <laughs> you may know from the X Factor, is from Kilchima. Kilchima is also known as the where the the word culty derived from. So apparently, those a few people that used to come to this town, and the dogs used to call them. Are you from Kilchi? You're from Kilchi. You're the Kilchi. You're the Kilchi, and it, Eventually came Kulji. So, yeah, sorry about that. Kulji's. <laughs> and uh, also, it's home to an egg vending machine. So, there you go. You put in your fuel bob and the and eggs come out. Um, so, there you go. Where would you get it? What a place. You know, what a feckin' place. The LA of Ireland, I call uh, Kulji Ma. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to come on and... As well as just sharing my gratitude uh, for where I'm at today, you know, um, and I think that kind of solidifies it, you know, to be able to just say that I'm just gleaming with gratitude and appreciation and I'm just thankful um, for the life I have today, you know, because um, I was just thinking when I was doing that triathlon yesterday and uh, there was some parts that I would find kind of tough and in my head, I was like, right, what am I grateful for? You know, I said, having a little chat in my head and just pointing out the things that I'm grateful for and just trying to find, like, a healthy distraction while I was running because when you're running, uh, and I was at the last section of this Ironman and uh, going up a nasty, nasty hill and uh, I was like, right, let's, let's find a healthy way to distract myself from this reality. <laughs> and uh, I started counting, uh, I started counting my, grat- my gratitude list, you know, in my head. And it's like, it's an analogy for life, isn't it? That we can look for when we don't like what's in front of us, or, how, or things are getting really rough, or we don't like our circumstances, our situations. We can look for, we can look for a distraction from that pain you know, that we don't want to do it, so we look for that distraction. And for me, that's what, um, that's how my addiction manifested, you know, with, with, with alcohol. Was that I, did, I just didn't like my reality. I didn't like myself. I didn't like my thinking. Um, I didn't like, you know, I didn't like my world. And, you know, when I used alcohol, it kind of it took that edge off, you know. It took, it took me away from that fear, you know. It took me away from that pain. It just walking around, you know, and I just, like, just this default sense of anxiety and feeling like a black sheep and just feeling like I didn't fit in, you know, and uh, then when I took a drink, it was the opposite, it felt like fucking Stephen Fry and Tommy Tiernan and Tom Hardy all just put into one magical person, you know, 
and uh, what I realized then that alcohol was my solution you know and what I mean by that statement is that when I was living in sobriety when I was sober I had a fear of people I had a fear of judgment I had a fear of rejection a fear of abandonment fear of failure you know insecurities low self-esteem uh, I had a fear of you know bills you know fear of relationships fear of what my boss taught me fear of traffic jams fear of fucking you know everything I just I, I found sobriety so difficult you know fucking just being a normal part of society so hard you know I felt like a, a fish in the ocean that didn't know how to swim you know and I'd, I'd look around and I'd do any does anyone else feel as lost as me you know and then when I was introduced to alcohol I realised that when I drank you know the in the dimension of of alcohol you know we only had one fear was where that next drink was coming from, you know. So that transition from living in sobriety to living in the drunken world was much nicer because when I had, like, a couple of drinks in me, I felt incredible, you know. I wish I could live in that three-point world where everything was... Like, you could be in the shittest pub in the world, but as soon as you get three drinks into it, all of a sudden you're sitting in the, in the Four Seasons Hotel. You could be around the rowdiest crowd ever you get a few drinks into they are best pals you know and um, i think the difference between me and my friends was they drank for the cracker they drank because they wanted to you know whereas i drank for medicinal reasons i was medicating you know i, I drank because i needed to you know and um, and that was the difference that I, I couldn't stop when i started and you know, and I was reflecting on that while I was running, you know, the how dark a place I was in a couple of years ago, you know, and needing that as a distraction from my pain, you know, and I was running up this hill and I felt the pain, you know, I felt the quad starting, you know, uh, I was just finished the swim, finished the cycle, and now I'm at the, the last kind of 5k, this, this uh, run, and I remember someone saying to me in a triathlon, the race only starts like halfway through the run, and I, I was feeling it, you know, and I was like, right, what's, what's the distraction today, you know? And I started counting that gratitude list, you know, in my head. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my friends. You know, I'm grateful for my mental health. I'm grateful for the people around me. I'm grateful for the adventures that I had, the life experiences that I had. Um, you know, I'm grateful for my mindset and my perspective. I'm grateful for nature. I'm grateful for my heart, you know, it's got me through a lot of things, you know, um, it's always beaten, it's always there for me, and I'm just grateful for life, and I'm grateful for recovery, and I'm grateful for sobriety, you know, and the list went on and on and on and on, and I realised that today I feel that I, I use, like, different things to distract me, Whereas before, I've healthier addictions, healthier distractions than what I used to have, what I used to need, you know. And most of all, I can sit with pain. I can sit with the reality that I, I, things that used to make me feel very uncomfortable, emotional, mental, you know, or physical, or environmental. Things that used to really bother me, I can... Uh, sit with today whereas before I couldn't I couldn't sit in my emotions I couldn't sit in myself I couldn't sit in my environment I couldn't sit with life you know I constantly needed to to run away from it you know 
um on last night i can use things like exercise or sea swimming or nature or sitting in kilchima <laughs> um you know go coffee go music you know these simple things that are my distraction today you know and yeah pain pain is a great pain can be a great motivator and a, a great activator for change you know when the pain is something gets so bad that's when we change you know and i've met a lot of good people on my journey that have been through incredible pain but they've come through it they become these incredible inspiring people you know it's incredible you know them breakdowns or the breakups they can they can lead to breakthroughs you know but yeah i'm i'm really i'm just really grateful today you know i'm just really counting me blessings today and uh yeah or, or like imagine like imagine you're like 80 years of age in a hospital bed reflecting on your life and being like oh i wish i'd done this differently i wish i'd done that differently i wish i took that risk you know and next thing a wizard just pops out of nowhere and goes do you know what mate here you go i'm gonna give you a little time machine you can go back in time and do all the shit like you want to do and that's how we feel now is you know i feel like I'm, i have a second chance and that's how i feel in recovery because i know what it's like to not be to not have the freedom and the choice and the option to do even to go down to the shop because your mental health or your physical health or you know you're 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 um you're chained to some addiction that kind of totally rules your life you know and to have freedom for that and have options to do these things be it do a triathlon or go for a walk or you know travel somewhere or read a book or write a book whatever it may be but to have the peace of mind beneath it if that's the greatest gift for me just to have that bit of peace of mind you know um and that's the and that's the beautiful thing and i love i was reading this uh i was reading about this uh person in the olympics you know this uh lady from the philippines uh she was competing in the uh the weightlifting uh division and she, her name is helen diaz and this was our fourth attempt in the olympics you know doing this uh doing the powerlifting and like in 2008 she done it and she came like second last 2012 she came back she didn't even finish 2016 she kept going she got a silver medal and in 2021 she got a recently got a gold medal and i was just reading her story and i just found it so powerful and inspirational that she just kept going and she didn't quit she didn't quit before that miracle happened and uh it is it's 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 powerful like when you hear that kind of that bit of motivation you know and like for me like motivation sometimes there's different forms of your motivation whatever it may be you know sometimes it's just drag the body and the head will follow like when you wake up and that head is telling you no don't go for that run or no don't go into work today or no don't show for life today or no don't have the healthy breakfast have the the crap breakfast or you know whatever that head is kind of telling us the 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 the, the inner critic or whatever you want to call it 
is giving us a hard time. Sometimes it's just drag the body. Just show up. Put the body in gear and go. Tie the shoelaces and go. And then sometimes the motivation comes after. Like, for me, sometimes going for a run. I find the motivation only comes after the first or second keg of running, you know. And then I'm motivated. Sometimes the motivation comes when I'm finished. But I always try and play that tape forward and be like, right, how will I feel after I do this thing? How will I feel after I do this run, after I eat this healthy meal or whatever it may be? I always try play that tape forward, you know what I mean? Um, and that, that's a good motivation as well, is just to play the tape forward. How will you feel after the thing, you know? And so there's another one for motivation is find your why why are you doing what you're doing you know what I mean and I think that's one thing like about like doing a marathon or an Ironman when you pay for it like you're not paying for the event you're more paying for the motivation to like you're getting out of bed like fucking 6 o'clock in the morning to go for a run in the rain in the middle of January you're going to be asking yourself why am we doing this and you're like oh yeah because I have this thing coming up you know what I mean this ta- this marathon or this Ironman or this whatever it is you know you could say the same about college degree you know you're you're studying and you're like why am I studying I'm like oh yeah I have this um I'm, I'm doing this degree you know I want to come out with this bit of paper and you know or sometimes we're going into work I'm asking like, why am I going into work why am I doing this and you could say I want to work hard and, and, and provide a good life for myself or provide a good life for my family or you know go on a few holidays or get a promotion or you know whatever it may be that is we're doing what we're doing why are we endeavoring you know and it's to find that why and one of the one of the things that i found really motivational as well is imagine you're writing a book and you're like imagine someone asked you what's your book like if you were to write a book on your life you know and every year say every couple of years there's a chapter every five years so one to five five to ten ten to fifteen and so on and think to yourself what would you name each chapter of that book and then think to yourself what would you what would you name the book the whole book all right and then ask yourself this from now till next year, if you wanted to write a chapter on that book, this autobiography, and you want to write a book, what things would you like to put in it? Would you like to say that, you know, you, you travel over here, you went, you've done a bit of traveling, or you've done, a, you've done this race, or, you know, you, you switched a job, or you went back to school, or you learned how to play the piano, or you, you know, tried a different type of food or whatever it may be, whatever them goals are that you want to achieve, you know, what would you love to tell someone you've done and put in that book in a year's time? And then think that's, you know, I find that really motivational for, to help me to realise what I want to do in, the, in a year's time. Is like, I want to do this, I want to, do that. I want to be able to tell people, oh yeah, I've done an Ironman, or oh yeah, I've, I've learned how to play the guitar, or I've learned how to speak Spanish, amigo, uh, que pasa? Um, so yeah, like find, your, find what you'd like to put in that book, and what would you call your book, what would you call it, just an autobiography on your life, 
the book of you, what would you call it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I call my book. The sober mess. The sober feckin' mess. But, um, yeah, so I found, I found that really motivational, you know, to, to find all these different ways. And look, it doesn't matter how slow you're going. And I felt that when I was doing my triathlon, I remember uh, when we first started to swim in Bantry, uh, we were going out and like someone said, look, you, you do know like that water in there at the moment is absolutely infested with jellyfish, infested with jellyfish. And uh, I was trying not to think about it. And the one person like, oh my God, jellyfish, or another person was like, look, they're the clear ones. You'd be absolutely grand. Don't worry about it. They don't actually sting you. So we started to swim, and absolutely no jellyfish. And next thing, boom, I started hitting, I hit this blubber thing in the water, and it's a jellyfish. And I look up, and there's hundreds, if not thousands of jellyfish surrounded. And I looked to my left, I looked to my right, and I just see other people swimming. So I just kept swimming and lifted my head up slightly. And and there was a stage, and I was like, this is this is insane. Like, what the feck, you know? Because I'm not a big fan of jellyfish. And I look up, and I see this I see this person beside me with their head up, and they're just like, they're just rubber duckies. They're just rubber duckies. <laughs> So that was my little mantra. I kept swimming. The next thing, I actually, like, it was only, like, I kept swimming. And you kind of go through, like, these waves of them. And you kept swimming on. And we, we finished the we finished the swim. And uh, I was only when I got out reflecting on it. That was a really powerful experience. Like, I got, I got like, like, they were all the clear jellyfish. So they, don't, they don't actually sting you. But I got slapped in the face. And I was like, you're getting, like, digs in the face. Like, you're getting jabs and hooks in the face. Like, well, not hooks, but, you know, it's like you're getting tapped in the face with these big floating things of blubber just hitting you in the face. And uh, it was actually a really cool experience. It was a surreal, uh, it was a surreal sensation. Like, you know, swimming through hundreds of jellyfish. It was like uh, that scene out of Finding Nemo. But, um, yeah, swimming through rubber duckies. But I love that, 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 um, that person's motivation was like, oh, they're just rubber duckies. They're just rubber duckies. And then, you know, then we got out. I, was, I, was, I got cycling with this guy. He actually turned out to be a really cool guy, really nice dude. And his name was Oliver Flood. I never met him before. And he just ended up chatting. And we had so much in common. And the mad thing was that um, his dad and my dad, at the same anniversary day, uh, which was the day of the triathlon and it was powerful like and I was meant to meet this man because on the cycle we were just chatting away and having the crack and you know we smashed the cycle without even realising it and he said to me you know no matter what we get in this race you know where uh, no matter how slow you're going you're still lapping everyone at home on the couch you know so when we're comparing ourselves to people we can be easy to look up the scale and look at the people going fast and looking at people Jesus I'm not as good as them so I'm not good enough at all but then at the same time you're going a lot faster than the people that haven't taken any action at all so don't like you know always give yourself a bit of credit and appreciation you know um, so no matter how slow you're going you're always going faster than the dude at home on the couch like So, and, and the other beautiful thing I, love, I loved about that race was that the, the sense of belonging that I got. 
you know, and the sense of camaraderie, you know, you've all these different people from all these different walks of life, you know, didn't matter what age you were, what colour you were, you know, what level of fitness you were, where you were from, you know, everyone on that course were just competitors, but comrades as well, you know, and everyone, like, you're, you've no identity there, your identity is just your number, and everyone's your friend there, you know, you're getting, like, you're running by strangers who are encouraging, screaming, and saying, you can do it, come on, you're doing great, you're seeing random people coming out of houses and giving you like glasses of water and cut up oranges and just the love and support from the human race from complete strangers is absolutely phenomenal you know and that's that's one thing i've really loved from, from doing that triathlon was the sense of belonging the sense of these people you have something in common with all these the common purposes that just get through this and 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 you know, get get across the line, and yeah, it was it was it was really beautiful. So yeah, that's a beautiful thing about uh, just finding a tribe. You get that uh, get that sense of belonging. It's a beautiful, beautiful feeling, and especially for someone like me that just feels like uh, felt like a fucking black sheep my whole life. You know, now I've never heard of black sheep, but um, yeah. Life is really good, and look, it doesn't matter what age you are or what level of fitness you are or where you're at in life, you know, to change your life, to change, to have a positive impact on your life, you know. You're good enough to want to change your life, you know. And I was reading somewhere, Ricky Gervais was only 38 when he got into comedy and he sat right in the office and sat down stand up, you know, he's only 38, you know. Um, when he started that life, he, but he took the risk, you know, because before that, he doubted himself, and he's like, oh, I don't know, what if I'm rejected, what if no one laughs, you know, and look at him now, <laughs> uh, look, he was laughing now, but, um, yeah, life's really good, life is, is really, really good, and, like, it doesn't matter what your Iron Man might be, you know, your Iron Man might be, getting out of bed, could be going for your first run, could be maybe not drinking today, eating a bit healthier today, being kind to yourself today, you know, thinking, thinking positive thoughts, or not believing the negative thoughts, you know, and might be just having a bit of compassion for yourself and for other people, you know, those those little simple things, you know, um, might be just being kind today, um, you know, and that's what I found for me, went an awful long way, it was just the simple acts of kindness that I've got and in, in recovery, and also even uh, throughout that triathlon yesterday, people just being kind makes such a difference, the ripple effect and impact you can have in someone's life with just being offering some simple form of of kindness, you know. Um, it's like that old saying: to one to, to the world, you might be one person, but to one person, you might be the world.
So I am uh, feeling fairly tender now, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna go down a bit more sightseeing around Kilchima. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm just looking, I'm just really, really grateful for life, you know. And I found one thing that was a game changer for me was changing the word want to have. You know, we used to go to bed at night saying I want, I want, I want. Now I go to bed saying I have, we have, we have. You know, and there's so much. You know, and it's not like people saying, oh, I wish I could win the lotto. It changed my life. It's not about winning the lotto, change your life. It's about changing your currency. And that's how you win the lotto. You know, if your currency is abundance, say, of, you know, nature or positivity or good friends or good music or good coffee, you know, that's that's winning the lotto. You could have all this money. And still be miserable. You be rich on the outside and poor on the inside. You know, so proper richness is what is not about what you can afford. It's about what you can afford to live without. You know what I mean? And that for me is a game changer. That to have peace of mind, no matter where I'm at in life, no matter what I have, is that I have peace of mind. And uh, I could be living in, I could be living in Fox Rock or living under a rock. You know, once I have peace of mind, I don't. Nothing else really matters. It doesn't matter about finance or assets or possessions or prestige or the amount of followers you have or how much you can bench press or how fast you can run. You know, what for me, it always comes down to peace of mind. You know, and if I have peace of mind, I have life beyond my wildest dreams. And I have that today. I have a life beyond my wildest dreams because I have a bit of peace of mind and I like who I am today. And, um, that's a gift it's truly a gift so i wish everyone a beautiful day i wish you all the peace all the power and uh, wherever you're at in life or wherever you are right now have a great day